every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Pate looking to curl oh. one perhaps in towards the top corner there. Didn't quite get the bend on it that he wanted though on the edge of the box. And it's straight down the goalkeeper's throat. Blocked away on the first phase. Here comes Wardig again. 20 yards from goal. Twists and gets it to Joshua Pate. He's going to try and work it onto his right oh. foot. Joshua oh. Pate shots his block and then it's Woodson oh. for people. And that one blocked away too. And out it goes for a corner. Free kick's going to come in then. It's a floaty one and heads goal. Oh. It was Scott Woodson again who won that on the edge of the six yard box and not far wide of the far post. No, two massive chances in the space of about two minutes from the uh, from the tall centre-half. Corner comes in, keeper flaps at it, but just about gets enough on it to divert it away from danger. Wes McDonald, lovely feet from Wes, and the ball comes Ooh. in, oh, it's into the side netting. <laughs> they thought it was in. Into the side netting, and it's a goal kick. Much better again, though, from Morecambe, and a nice deep corner, that. Here come Everton, though, over on this uh, left-hand side. Some defending to do for Morecambe because the ball is on the edge of their area and the shot comes in oh it's found the back of the net you are joking it has found the back of the net and it's a substitute Sean McAllister for Everton's under 21s not sure if that might have taken a slight deflection certainly keeper Kyle Leatheran was rooted to his spot as Everton just came forward towards the edge of the box shot came in from the substitute McAllister and the deadlock's broken here at the Mazuma Stadium 64 on the watch and it's Morecambe nil. Everton under 21's won. Well, that was the commentator's curse. Moments ago, I was saying that uh, the only side looking like scoring a, a goal would be Morecambe, and I've been proved completely wrong. It, it did come out the blue, though, didn't it? Pardon the pun. You know, they, they, it was their first real chance of note in the second half, and they've managed to finish it. Um, you know, Kyle Leatheran just left flat-footed there, I think. Yeah. It was... Uh, Really good finish from the, from the young Everton man, right into the uh, into the bottom corner, and uh, yeah, the Shrimps have it all to do with 65 minutes on the on the clock. But Josh McPake bundling his way into the box there, goes down. Referee says play on, but McPake springs back to his feet again. Ball falls very nicely to Cooney over the angle of post and bar. Everton have the ball, but Wes McDonald can just ride a couple of challenges there and get possession back for the Shrimps. It's full of running still is Wes in the 91st minute. Here comes McDonald down this right-hand side. He's got Cooney for company. Instead, he goes into the feet of Wildick. He's going to maybe set McCalmont for a shot here. Instead, he plays it out towards this left side. And McPaku drills oh, it across the area. That was it. Where Arthur Nahua stabs it just wide of the near post. That was a chance. And as the goal kick's taken, referee puts the whistle to his lips and brings proceedings to a close here at the Mazuma and in Morecambe's opening EFL Trophy group game. They've slipped to a very narrow defeat in front of 1,004 fans tonight in the EFL Trophy. It's finished. Morecambe nil, Everton under-21s won. game was what it was we, we needed game time and legs and, and some of them like, very much needed them I think um, you know we couldn't we, we changed everybody from Saturday that started and some of them looked like they really needed games and some of their fitness levels without games like, they were a step behind but that's not, not a reason to lose the game we had probably 80% of the ball end product need to move the ball quicker when we do we're a good side when we take liberties and take four and five touches then we're not great and credit to the kids from Everton they um, some very good players uh, you know, they, they 
probably deserved the win in terms of well, they hit the target. <laughs> we didn't work the goalkeeper more than once or twice in the game. So if you don't do that, then you won't win football matches. For all the good play and all the build-up play, then you know there has to be an end product to it. But we use it for what it is. It's, you know, I had to rest people. I had to take people out. Um, we've got one centre-forward and cold fit. You know, teams can't play every game. And you know, I changed, as I say, the whole team. So people that may have given me a headache to play um, certainly didn't. How difficult is it to, uh, to to gauge? I mean, the perception is that when you're coming up against these teams from the Premier League, these young sides, that you'll just go out there and you beat them. But it's not that straightforward, is it? No, not at all. I'd imagine Everton's um, youth team budget's a lot bigger than ours, so they've got some very, very good players. We, so, yeah, you know, credit to David and the, the boys. Um, you know, no, no games of football are easy. We, we use it for game time. You know, that's what the, we use it for, and we we put out an experienced side, but we're lacking game time. And as I say, they'll be better for the game time, but they certainly aren't giving me a headache for starting on Saturday. The two wingers, uh, what was your what was your view of their performance, uh, McDonald and, uh, and Peg on the other side? Yeah, I mean, Wes was excellent on Saturday when he came on, and I thought he carried on that form, and his, you know, he picked people out, end product. And, and that's the best Josh has been for, for a long time. You know, he, was, he caused problems. So he gives us another option. We've, we've not got, we're limited, very limited in forward areas. So, you know, the two of them coming into a little bit of form certainly gives us uh, hope and options. And you've got to remember, Josh is 19 years of age. Callum Jones is 19 years of age. Freddie's 20. So, you know, we had a lot of players on that pitch, Alfie and boys like that, that are the same age as the boys they're playing against, you know, uh, as much as we are first team players for us there. They're the same age as the boys they're up against. But, um, yeah, the positives out of that was we've, we've gained the two wide players. Um, I thought Scott Wooten done well. Um, I thought Jacob done well, Kyle done well, um, and Alfie and the other boys, you know, there was people need fitness, Gibbo, Aaron, first team players that haven't played a lot of minutes, and, and Callum Jones, you know, Freddie, they needed minutes and they, they got the minutes in them, and, and now it's about finding form and continuing with it. The long periods, you, you dominated possession, you dominated the game, but the final ball was, was lacking. Yeah, and so we should. Um, you know, we should dominate the game, and we did. Um, but as you say, uh, you know, our, our decisions and, and people getting into areas to go and score goals, our end product, our, our deliveries from Alfie were brilliant from set plays. Nobody goes and attacks the ball. If you look at Saturday, somebody goes and attacks the ball three times, they score three goals. So it's um, the small bits that we, we need to be a heck of a lot better for, and we, we need to move the ball quicker. There needs to be an end product to our game. We need to think and play forward more often. And sometimes when you play and have that much possession that's what happens and we got punished for it's a great finish from the boys so we have to acknowledge that as well the decision making the, the, the rustiness with some players do you put that down to the fact that they haven't played games this season yeah you can do all the work and training you want um you know, I'm not making excuses for losing the game. We lost the game, but they are they are rusty. You know, there's, there's players I've mentioned who haven't played. They've been out maybe six and seven weeks as well without game time. We don't have any reserve games at the moment, so that's their first real taste of starting a game with a crowd, which which makes a difference. And listen, they they needed the game time. As I say, there won't be too many knocking on my door after tonight. Team selection for uh, for Saturday. Uh, you've already made that, have you? It's relatively easy, yeah. Thank you very much, Stephen. Cheers. You talk about players being rusty, Stephen, but I suppose at some point in the season, we're going to be needing the players that started tonight. So games like this is an ideal opportunity for them to, if not necessarily push their case for Saturday, then then obviously down the line, obviously when we're going to need them uh, for later in the season. Yeah, certainly. Listen, we need everybody. Um, 
and uh, you know they're, they're stepping up no matter who you're playing against yeah we listen we had lots and lots of possession of the ball but you can see decision making and the sharpness is, is lacking in certain players um, these are better than reserve games there's a crowd here um, and listen we, we, we probably should, should have scored seven or eight goals but as you say the end product wasn't there and that sometimes comes with decision making and lack of playing um, and as I say we gain players we gain Wes we gain Josh um, Scotty Wooten got his first 90 minutes Jacob Mensah gets his first 90 minutes Freddie Price makes his debut so and remember a lot of those boys that are playing tonight are the same ages you know, five or six of them are the same age as the boys in the Everton team as well so we've got a very very young squad um, any game in football is not easy um, we're extremely disappointed we didn't get a result you know, we set out to get a result with the team that we put out so as I say some people have to step up to the plate I believed we had two players in every position We've got two bodies in every position, but we have to have two players in every position, and that's down to them to find a way to, to be better than that and get in the team. And is that rustiness, or is that that they need to do more within themselves? I think both. I think both. You know, you, it's rustiness because they haven't played in decision making. You know, Gibble's not played loads of football this season, but you know he's, he was good for 60, 70 minutes, and you know he'll be better for that game. Aaron Wildig hasn't played loads of football. So Callum Jones hasn't. So, you know, it's it's up to them boys to find a way and do that little bit extra. And when they get these opportunities, because, you know, we lost the game Saturday, there are positions to play for, but I don't think too many took advantage of that. That stickability up front as well that Cole gives us, not just his goals, but his physical presence allows the, the midfield and the wide place to, to support the attack. That was one thing that was that was lacking tonight. And it was it was obvious that we couldn't get the ball in sticking in the final third. Yeah, look, he's vital to what we do and we've got a real problem in that position. We've got four strikers injured. Courtney Dufus now could be could be out months. We've got John already and, and Jonah. Um so it's it's a problem for us it certainly is and when you take him out of the team as you say getting that, that foothold in the game taking a little bit of pressure off us holding the ball up it's difficult you know it's you know we're not comparing Freddie to, to Cole they're completely different players he's a young boy you know and he's done well at times as well but um, again that's his first football of the season so expectation you know can't be too high um, and he'll be better for the game with Jonah Ayunga coming back hopefully in the next week or so that will ease the pressure a little bit I suppose but you said there that Courtney was might be a long-term injury. What's the situation there? Yeah, he goes to see a specialist tomorrow. Um, he's got a thigh injury. That could be months, you know, where, where it seems to be the centre-forward position is cursed at the moment. Everybody we, we bring in to replace the injured one seems to get injured. Um, and no simple injuries. It seems to be long-term. So we wait the specialist verdict on, on Thursday. Jonah, hopefully, you know, I can't see him being involved in the next week to 10 days, but hopefully after that he... He certainly gives us a, an improved option at the minute we're looking around and there isn't loads of options. And Adam Phillips has been missing the last couple of games. What's the news on him? Yeah, he did an ankle injury and we were hoping Adam would be available for Saturday. You know, we, we believe that he's you know, he rocked his ankle in the in training. We, we thought it was best to keep him out of the game tonight and hopefully train fully Thursday to be available for selection on Saturday. Scott, I was just saying to the manager, it's very difficult when you're playing against a young Everton team like this, the perception out there is that you come to these games, they're a youthful side and you should be beating them. It's not quite that straightforward then? No, no, it never, never always works that way. You know, these are the biggest games for, for them. Um, you know, they, these are much bigger than playing their usual in the 23s games. It's a massive step up in terms of, you know, I'm sure a lot of them lads will want to go out on loan to, to League One, League Two, even Championship clubs, maybe some of them. So, you know, they're, they're right up for it. Um, and then it's always difficult, you know, these games are usually used by the league clubs for players who haven't really been playing. So it's never that easy when you haven't been playing to come straight in and be at your maximum maximum levels. Um, 
So yet yeah, it's, it's never as simple as, as like you say, you know, you should just come and bowl these teams over. These will do a lot of preparation for these games. Um, and yet yeah, they're all fit, young lads, good players obviously coming from they've been well rounded, well schooled at Everton, got a good academy system there and um, yeah, it's never a, never that simple. How much of a boost does it give them as well when they go a goal in front? It, it gives them that something to hang on to, doesn't it? And at the end, maybe fatigue would normally have played a part, but uh, given that sort of one goal advantage, it just keeps the mindset right, I guess. Hundred percent. That's at any any level. You know, if that game's nil nil, we look like the only team that's going to go and win it. But when they're one nil up, it gives them gives you that extra determination to hold on to your lead and like I say these are these are the biggest games for them so it'll give them that extra determination and motivation to, to keep the back door shut and credit to them they did you know we, we had a lot of pressure I think we pretty much dominated the second half I think they only had one or two shots one was the goal and so obviously it's frustrating from our part um, but obviously also credit to them. The other frustration is as you say you dominated possession for long periods but at times the decision making the final ball was lacking. Yeah, spot on. Um, I felt like we got into really good areas. Just the decision of whether to cross or not cross, or shoot, not shoot, final pass, let us down tonight. Um, we had loads of the ball, loads of territory, uh, territory advantage and stuff like that. So obviously hugely disappointing not to win the game with the the play, the amount of play in their half that we had. But that's something we have to look at and improve at and get get much better at. It. A lot of changes to the side tonight as well. Where, where is the fitness at this stage of the season on the whole? Is it a case of you still getting that match fitness levels up? Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, there's a few players who play pretty regular. Alfie you know, has played pretty much all the season, played for his country as well. Um, but a lot of players you know, haven't played that many 90 minutes. And, and also, you know, these, are, these are proper games. You can't, it's really difficult to replicate the, the full 90 minutes in a f- proper full-size pitch, atmosphere, crowd, proper game, difficult in training or even just doing running or whatever, it's quite tough to replicate that. Um, so yeah, of course, you know, lads are going to be short of fitness and, and it's going to play a part in it and especially when you make so many changes, it often can you know, disjoint the rhythm of the of the team and it's difficult players are playing with people they haven't played with before or, or regularly, of course, all that comes into effect, but it's not an excuse, you know, we, we feel we had enough of the ball in their half to, to, to at least draw the game should be winning that game you know these, these things aren't excuses this is what this competition is for for the league clubs it's the first uh, game obviously of the group stages as a player the prize obviously at the end of it is a trip to Wembley is that a real motivating factor because this competition obviously divides opinion amongst uh, people doesn't it I think if you get to the latter stages it probably is uh, I think the furthest I've got to is the one before the quarterfinals maybe some clubs take it very very serious some clubs don't it's just you know everyone has a different preference uh, like you say it divides opinion um, but you know for the 20 under 23 teams it's, it's huge for them um, it's part of their development and stuff like that so yeah like you say it divides opinion everyone does it differently people have different views I'm pretty sure if everyone got through the group and they have a sniff at getting to Wembley I'm sure uh, the team selections it's probably changed and it might be the same as the league team um, that's just how it is in terms of uh, Saturday, you've got Doncaster Rovers away in the league. Uh, what what are you expecting from that? Be a tough game. I think every game at this level is tough. Uh, it won't be easy. I know they haven't had a great start uh, to the campaign so far, but um, you know they, they've got some good players. I've played with a few of the players there last year. Uh, Joe Dodo and Van Gardner are good players at this level. Um, Richie Wallens is a fairly experienced manager now um, as well. So. Uh, they always try and play the right way, Doncaster, so I'm sure they'll try and cause us problems, but it's a game we're looking forward to, um, you know, and, and go there and look to win the game. 
Thanks very much, Scott. Well Cheers, done. thank you. Thank you. We've not seen too much of you yet, Scott, have we, in the Morecambeshire? I suppose games like tonight are a great opportunity for, for players like yourself to, to really push your case uh, and get into the league team. Absolutely, yeah. Um, obviously signed late, signed after the first game of the season, so I didn't have the full, full pre-season with the team. Um, so obviously it's difficult, you know, talking about match fitness and, and getting up to speed. Uh, I was obviously always going to be have to play catch up because of the lack of pre-season games and things like that. So yeah, th- this was a, you know a big game for me to make sure I got ninety minutes and came through fitness wise and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, I suppose from your point of view, that you, you can only do what you can do, can't you? In that regard, is when you get your opportunity, do all you can to take it. Yeah, that's it. Um, didn't have a lot to do really, especially second half. Um, didn't have loads of defending to do. Um, like I say, we were camped on the halfway line. Felt like for pretty much most of the second half, especially. Um, but yeah, all you can do is, is is try and do as well as you can and, and try and force your way into the manager's plans for the for the league team, as you say. I suppose you feel. Do you feel fit enough and, and, and ready to, to start in the league if you get the call? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's hard to do, but I try to keep myself as fit as possible. Uh, while I didn't have a club in, in the summer in the off season, while teams are in pre season, it's obviously difficult to replicate the, the pre season matches because you're not playing. Um, I played a, I played 90 minutes in a, in a behind closed doors friendly in the international break. Obviously, I have played another 90 minutes there tonight. And fitness-wise, you know, it wasn't the most difficult of second half. So like I say, there wasn't um, didn't have loads to do defensively. So, so I felt fine. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? With with no reserved football either, you, you've got to do all you can to not only keep your fitness levels up, but also keep that match sharpness up for when the call does come. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Match sharpness is the biggest thing that that you just can't replicate. The only way you get match sharpness is playing first team competitive games. Simple as that. Um, so yeah, you you know people have got to make the most of these most of this this these this competition as possible um, and do as well as they can. And final one from me, Scott. You played alongside Jacob Menzer tonight. It was his uh, his first start at, at this level. How did you think he did? I thought he done really well. Yeah, um, thought he defended well when he had to. He won a few headers, won a few tackles that he had to, um, and he kept the ball kept the ball well, kept it simple. Um, you know, like I said, I don't feel we had loads to do, especially in the second half. But anything that he did do, I thought he done well, and um, he's got a good physicality about him. He's quick, strong. He's got a good physique. Um, so yeah, you know he's, he's obviously a young lad. Uh, he hasn't played at this level before, so he, he'll have a lot to learn. Um, obviously, early signs of being positive for him. Appreciate your time, Scott. Thanks very much. Thank Hello and welcome to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio and on I Follow Shrimps. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thank you as ever for your company. We are dissecting the first of the EFL group games for the Shrimps tonight here at the Mazuma Stadium, where it's finished Morecambe nil, Everton under 21s one joined by matt smith from the shrimps media team as ever and uh, matt it was a bit of a strange game i suppose a lot of efl trophy games are that way we're very flat in the first half decent spell from morecambe in the second couldn't score and everton's academy boys showed their quality and got the winning goal yeah the uh, the first half really wasn't up to much was it i mean uh, it wasn't through a fault of trying you know both teams trying to get a foothold in the game but just severely lacking quality in the final third and, and the second half we came out um, like a different side you know we were really strong really dangerous on the attack and we did everything but score um, and I, I, I did you know the, the famous commentators curse where at one point you know we had chance after chance and I said the only team that looks like scoring is going to be Morecambe and you know Everton under 21s went and proved me wrong with a clinical finish from the edge of the box and after then you know we, uh, we we tried to get back into the game but we just couldn't really 
we, we, we couldn't really just put any any major chances together and, and get the goal unfortunately so yeah one of them where we, we won't be too disappointed but we'll uh, we'll look to bounce back I'm sure Unlike Saturday, where you could see when Stephen Robinson came up for his post-match interview, he was absolutely fizzing, wasn't he? And that was, in fairness to, to Rowe, who came up, what, 15, 20 minutes after the full-time whistle, but you could still see the fury in his eyes. And I think tonight he'll be a little bit more relaxed. Disappointing, of course, not, not, not to, to get a result, but it, it was more tonight, not just about maybe getting a good result and kicking the EFL trophy off to a, a decent start, but more as well about giving players much-needed game time. Yeah, definitely. You know, we've got a really strong squad and competition for places is massive in this team. Um, so it's nice for him to be able to see players who haven't yet really featured in the opening, you know, seven or eight games. So from that perspective, you know, solid performances from, from lads that haven't really started thus far. I mean, Jay Comenta was brilliant. Uh, Freddie Price, very encouraging. Um, so, yeah, some strong performances. And um, I think the, the, the only disappointing thing is that we didn't win the game. I think if we look at the performance, there's plenty of positives to take from that. And it's, like I say, the only minor point from, from tonight is the scoreline. Everton's academy team, they were missing two or three of perhaps what you call their better players, if you like, the more well-known players like Ellis Sims, Jared Branthwaite and, and one or two others weren't involved. What did you think of Everton? I didn't think they were, they were all that, to be honest. I know, I know they're young and they're only in an academy setup, but they, they weren't all that, were they? No, I think they were there to be got at. And um, like I say, we, we did get at them. We just didn't get the ball in the back of the net. And uh, fair play to them. They, they were clinical. The, the one well, the one big chance of the game, they, they found the net with it. So from that point of view, you've got to respect them and, and take your hat off to them. And from our point of view, it's just disappointing that we weren't able to to do the same regardless of how many chances we put together so yeah I think just disappointment more than anything that we, we wasn't able to, to get a goal tonight but um, yeah it's it's not something we'll dwell on too much we'll, we'll, we'll park it I'm sure the lads will debrief accordingly and, and look to, to bounce back against uh, Doncaster Rovers on Saturday Nine changes to the team tonight we knew that Robbo was going to make a lot of changes several debutants let's look at the back first I think it was his first game for four or five months to Ryan McLaughlin and I thought he did okay yeah definitely we touched on it in commentary it's, it's difficult when you leave a club in at the end of a season it's, it's difficult in terms of getting match fitness when you're by yourself and you've got your own mini pre-season going on so with that in mind for him to, to come in and, and play 60 minutes it's really positive and you know he, he looked strong he looked, he looked quite encouraging so you know there's positives in that respect to take and uh, yeah, I mean, some, some solid performances all over the pitch, I'm sure. And then uh, at centre-half, Scott Wooten making his only his second appearance. Only made a brief, one brief substitute appearance before then. Same with Jacob Mentor as well, both starting for the first time tonight. I think, as we said in our commentary, Matt, didn't we? There's going to be a time in the season where they're going to be needed in a league game. It could be a vital league game too, but uh, neither looked out of place. And I think we can have confidence in both of them. Yeah, of course we can. Um, like you say, they both looked uh, looked strong tonight. I was particularly impressed with Jacob. I thought he was fantastic, uh, not only from a defensive point of view, but he looked quite dangerous on the attack as well. So, like you say, if anything was to happen to our um, like first-choice centre-halves, then I'm sure they'd slot in perfectly, and that's the biggest compliment you can pay to them. Out on the wings has been a great strength of ours in recent league games, especially in the second half against AFC Wimbledon on, on Saturday. Wes McDonald from the start tonight... 
he was my man of the match personally. I know the sponsors gave it to uh, to Josh McPake on the other side, but uh, Wes has done his his calls for a, a start on Saturday. No harm at all with a, another all action display. Yeah, I have to agree. I was very impressed with with, with Wes tonight. Um, he's just so tricky on the ball, isn't he? And he knows how to cause problems. The amount of times he took on his man and, and beat him and uh, looked to deliver a dangerous ball into the box and, and you know he had a chance to open the scoring early on in the game as well so yeah really strong performance from him and it's only a matter of time that uh, he's rewarded with that uh, with a goal and Josh as well on, on the left ran his socks off almost literally again he's done himself uh, no harm either but uh, to get in the team he perhaps needs to displace Arthur Nahua maybe who uh, on Saturday, obviously played when he came off the bench. He plays as a central striker tonight, but uh, it's going to be difficult for for all three of them to fit in the same starting lineup. Yeah, and that just emphasises the, the 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 team and the strength of the team that Stephen Robinson's put together since coming to the club. Um, we've got real competition for places in this squad, and uh, it's going to be difficult for lads who are who aren't in the picture just yet to to replace the ones that are but the chance will come and i'm sure they'll be ready when 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 the chance does come as we've seen from tonight you know some solid performances all over the pitch let's talk about freddie price as well matt uh, if we may before the season started and and just after it started stephen robinson said that he wasn't in his initial thoughts he wouldn't mind him going out on loan albeit perhaps to a, a non-league club just to get some games under his belt. I thought he had a, a very bright first half, perhaps should have scored with, with one of the more presentable chances that he, uh, he just shanked over the crossbar. He maybe had, should have took a touch and, and maybe smashed it towards the, the goal, but uh, faded a bit in the second half. But overall, he, uh, he didn't do his chances any harm at all. No, I was very impressed with Freddie tonight. Um, I think based on what we saw in the last stages of last season, we know what what to expect from Freddie Price. And um, yeah, he, he looked to continue where he left off last season. You know, he, he looks really sharp, really fit as well. Really, uh, you know, ran for England and yeah, he, he missed a few chances. But that's the life of a striker, isn't it? You're not going to score every every effort that you fire at goal. So yeah, really, uh, really strong performance from him. And like you say, if he can if he can get out on loan and get some game time in, then uh, it'll be an even better player. So perhaps not the result we wanted in terms of the 90 minutes on the pitch this evening, but certainly a lot of boxes ticked in terms of getting minutes under the belt for some players that needed it. And, and one or two players have obviously pushed their calls for a, a starting place on Saturday. Let's talk about Doncaster, Matt, uh, if we may look ahead to a, a really, really important game in League One at the weekend. On paper, it looks very winnable, you have to say. Yeah, it does. Um, they've not had the finest of starts. And, you know, in contrast, we've had quite a solid start by... Uh, you know, by everyone else's standards, nobody really gave us a hope going into the season, as we know, and, and we've proved a lot of people wrong. But that said, you know, um, irrespective of, of Doncaster Rovers' start to the season, we can't over uh, sorry, we can't underestimate the qualities that they have, and I'm sure that'll be the message from Stephen Robinson. Um, we've got a very sensible squad, and if we start underestimating teams, then we'll pay the price for it. So, like you say, on paper it looks a very winnable game, but football isn't played on paper, so we'll uh, we'll respect them. I'm sure the way that we respect every other opposition and. Uh, and hopefully come away with, with the three points. At time of recording, we are talking, what, 10, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle on uh, Tuesday night here at the Mazuma Stadium. They've played six league games. They've not won any of them. They've only scored two goals in those six games as well. If we can just channel some of what we put together in the second half on Saturday against Wimbledon, we must have every chance. But we can't just go there, I suppose, thinking, 
oh, well, they're going to be the whipping boys. We'll just roll them over. It's not going to be that easy. No, not at all. We've got to be confident, naturally, from the start we've made to the season. Um, we've had a very solid start if we look at the overall picture. But also, the longer they go without winning a game, they're going to be even more hungry to put that right, especially on Saturday against ourselves. So, yeah, it will be uh, it will be another tough game. There's no easy game in League One, irrespective of, 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 of teams' form. But... Hopefully, like I say, hopefully we can come away with a win that set us up nicely going into another difficult game next Tuesday against Crew. And we'll have that one thing that perhaps we were lacking tonight, Matt, that central striker, the big man. I don't like calling Cole Stockton the target man because he's a heck of a lot more than that, of course. But we missed that big physical presence in the final third, holding the play up, allowing our, our more attacking options to, to join the cavalry, if you like. And, and that's why it wasn't quite clicking for us tonight. So uh, hopefully Cole's had a nice rest. I spoke to him earlier. He, he nicked one of my sandwiches. <laughs> uh, he's going to be raring to go, isn't it? And, and why wouldn't he be? Europe's joint top league goal scorer at the moment not just league one Europe's yeah yeah like you say he's, he's so confident at the minute It's and, and why wouldn't he be from a fan's point of view it's like if he gets the ball in a dangerous area chances are he's going to score that's just the form that he's in and he'll be hungry to carry on um, obviously he's very impressive form on Saturday against Doncaster Rovers and, and hopefully we can see a few more world class finishes like we did against Wimbledon He's going to have to go some, isn't he, to, 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 to even come close to his second goal. But we would like to see him try. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I gave him a bit of stick. Uh, he was laughing at me for my reaction. And I said, well, you can't blame me. I mean, why would you even try a shot from there? But as we all know, it went in. And uh, that's, that, that just speaks volumes of the confidence of the man at the minute. You know, if, if, you, if you're not confident, if you don't have confidence in your, in your game, then you're not going to try a shot from there. So, yeah, fair play to, to Cole and, and hopefully he can carry on the way that he has started this season. Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media Team, thank you very much uh, for your company as ever. We are joined in the commentary box on Shrimps Live on Saturday uh, by uh, Morecambe's Head of Communications, Ryan Daly. So we're giving Matt the uh, the afternoon off, certainly from commentary duties. I'm sure we'll, uh, he'll still have his say on uh, the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Matt, thanks very much indeed. We'll speak to you uh, uh, very soon. And join us, of course, on Saturday. We'll be live on air on Beyond Radio across North Lancashire and, of course, on the iFollow Shrimps platform for team news the build-up and the only place you can hear the whole match live. Full uninterrupted commentary of Doncaster Rovers against Morecambe in League One. We are on air from 2.45. We look forward to your company then. That's just about it from us and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.